Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard FPL Champion Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Ian, I heard you have some hot takes about compression ratios. Do you want to get those out of the way at the top of this, or... Uh... <laughs> Don't bring my sound engineer chat into the on-air discussion. It's even worse than fish chat. Yep. Jesus Christ. Also, not to um, down-talk myself, but um, in, in, this is the second week you've done it, Oscar. I'm not the reigning at the moment, but I am the champion-elect this year. Well, unless Ian can make up 100 points in the last week. The best I can do is tie up the head-to-head for points, and even then you'd uh, you'd win on overall points. It's a disgusting situation, and I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Normality has resumed. See, Chuck, if you were an honourable man, you would just take a 100-point hit, and then <laughs> may the best team win going into the last game week, because everybody knows game week 38 is where the good decisions I think they've changed the game, and you can't do that anymore. I think they've capped it at 20 hits because FPL... Panties in a twist kept getting hacked when they were in the top ten thousand, and people kept I hate that guy. kept taking like three hundred points hits, and then putting in a shit muncher team for them or something. So now FPL said, okay, a maximum of twenty transfers in a week. This is worse than fish chat. This is why we keep this on a Thursday. <laughs> it is. I, I tuned out. News. I tuned out. Uh, save us, Ian. How's Milo? News. Uh, how's how's it going at school? News. Alive. Fine. Are, are those lady News. fish still uh, fighting over him? Yeah. Yeah, they're loving it. going to keep shouting news. Yeah, all right. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you. We're very happy to have you. We are One American. Sometimes may be good, sometimes may be shit. And we are that. Uh, One American and two Brits. And we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. If you are back, thank you. We love you. We appreciate it. Leave us a review. Five stars. We might find it in about six months and read it out loud if it's entertaining. Uh, patreon.com slash miles offside pod join us on the slack it's going to be free this summer we turn off payments in between seasons and we will kick things off as we usually do around here with our very famous segment (coughs) rapid 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 fire news our top story this evening rebecca vardy has appeared to accept that her agent leaked information from colleen rooney's private instagram account to a newspaper but denied that it was quote new information miss vardy was giving evidence on day three of her high court libel trial miss rooney is being sued after claiming mrs vardy leaked private information she obtained on instagram to the sun uh, she also denied orchestrating a photograph of footballers wives and girlfriends at the 2018 world cup ian you are in TV, in production. Surely you know someone, something, some sort of inside thing that the rest of us don't. What's the deal with Wagatha Christie? Tell us. <laughs> I, I don't have any inside information, but I do fucking love this whole thing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's Fardy that's brought this case. And so far, nothing paints her in a good light at all, including her own evidence. It was this. Was this the evidence that did or did not fall into the North Sea? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, at the same yeah, time exactly. that Jamie Vardy no longer had access to a supposed phone that he did or did not own and did not did not drown in WKD. So, um, 
fill, fill the people in. First of all, we might have some people who have no idea what any of this is, but also I have not kept up with Where it. have you been? Switch on the news. Even BBC <laughs> News is calling it Wagatha Christie. Yeah, so what's the deal? Fill, fill everyone in. Well, for uh, anyone who has surely, like, no context Surely to everyone knows. But like, yeah, Rooney, uh, Colleen Rooney just realised that someone was leaking uh, stories about it to the sun. So she decided to go on a, a sting operation and started limiting who could look at her Instagram stories, narrowing it down to eventually one person and then those stories that she was putting on Instagram that were made up, that were yeah. fake, uh, then ended up in the sun. So she then put this long, rambling, brilliantly dramatic Instagram post where she detailed her investigations, ending with its dot, 11 dot, dots. Dot. <laughs> and then Rebecca Vardy's account, account doing a lot of heavy that's, lifting that's there the legally key there. for her. I See, think. that was so, even we said at the time, that was so smartly lawyered up because now it's just like, where's the account? And then, and then the 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 phone that was meant to be pro, pro, uh, produced as evidence in this. Oh, I dropped it in the North Sea yesterday. Who goes Guys, to the North happens. Sea? Who goes to the North Sea? No one. It People happens. in Scotland don't go to the North Sea for fuck's sake. You're like, on a you're on a boat trip. Your your phone's about to get you know uh, subpoenaed or whatever the British equivalent is for evidence, and it drops in the North Sea. It happens. Well, what, what else is going to happen on a ferry between the Falkland Islands? Not the Falkland Islands, the Shetland Islands. That's the one big difference. Um, um, you know, it's ah. fuck me. It is yeah. mad. And then, as mad. you say, Rebecca Vardy's phone got uh, corrupted. Yeah, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing the commas in, in the air, um, and and that can that can be used. Um, but yeah, the evidence that has come to light. Uh, doesn't paint her brilliantly that she she tried to sell the story to the Sun about Danny Drinkwater drink driving getting in a crash, um, and puts at the end of her messages to the Sun journalist puts I want paying for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are fucking minted. What? Why are you trying to sell? And it turned out they already knew anyway. So they my favourite, my favourite is the know. is the new stuff today that because Wayne and Jamie have been in 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 the yes. courts today, and the story is that um at I can't remember what World Cup it would have been now. Roy Hodgson told Wayne Rooney to go and have a word with Farty about his missus, like. <laughs> Tell, like tell he's some sort of calm down. godfather or something. It's just like get her under control. <laughs> oh, honestly. Uh, but brilliantly, Vardy, Jamie Vardy's not going to be called uh, to give evidence in this, but he has put out a statement saying that uh, what Rainy, Wayne Rooney, Rain Rooney, that's an Alan Partridge spoonerism there. Um, what Wayne Rooney said on the stand today about all of that was total bollocks and they never had a conversation about it. No, never. But, but that's that's not going to be in evidence anyway. He was drunk on Skittles vodka. Yeah, what the fuck did he know about it? Exactly. <laughs> Allegedly. All right. Well, there's your Wagatha Christie entry for the week. I I have not kept up with this. I know I saw one thing that was like, uh, the judge was like, uh, "Ma'am, belief is not evidence." Because she was like, "Well, I believe it was her." Yeah. And he said, "You might believe that Derby are going to be in the Premier League in two years, uh, but it's it's not going to happen, or whatever." And it's like, "There's no need for that shade, mate. There's absolutely no need." Don't kick them when they're down. Incredible shade. Incredible shade. Shall we move on then? Oh, I don't know. I could probably do another. I know. I know you can do about five hours on this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, there. I closed the tab, so now we have Fine. to. Um. Let's see. Next story. Aston Villa have signed Philippe Coutinho to a permanent deal for next season. For 50p in a Mars bar. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Very much. Hold on. He has taken a uh, wage cut from 480000 a week. Mm. 
a week mm. to 125,000 pounds a week. That was in pounds. So a less than one third pay cut, mm. like a one a 20% pay compared to his previous who comes salary. Out, who comes out the worst in this situation? Uh, is it is it Aston Villa for being clearly manipulating and, and getting such a good deal? Is it Philippe Coutinho of coasting on that sweet, sweet dollar for all those years? Or Barcelona's terrible, terrible transfer policy that shot themselves in the foot where they signed a player for a hundred odd million, loaned him out for about four seasons, and then sold him for 17 million? Yeah, I mean, clearly Barca are the losers here. I think this is a win for Villa and this is a win for Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Some, something's got to pay for Aubameyang. Jeez. But uh, I don't know, Ian. Where are you at on this? Well, it's just a it's just a great deal, isn't it? And it, while I was crit- critical of uh, Coutinho uh, last week, you were unjustly. I, I wasn't unjustly. But you were I don't unjust. Think the stats even back it up. But anyway, what is it? Seven, Seventeen million have they got him for, or something ridiculous like that? Yep. yep. Yeah. Seventeen million mm-hmm. pounds. I mean, that that is utterly insane. I know. And the wage cut is like so much. I mean, I, I don't know how Villa's wage structure is. One hundred twenty-five thousand a week might be like top of their wage it's structure. It's probably top. It's probably top back for yeah. them. But I mean, that's still to get him on those wages when he was just on four hundred eighty thousand a week is is an incredible signing for them. Yeah, it's absolutely. Great, and also, I think them. there was already a deal in place to buy buy him for something like twenty five million, and they've managed to mm. talk Barcelona down because that's how financially. I think it was actually higher up. than that. I think it, it? I think it was close to like forty the original deal or something ridiculous. But but the, so the the main problem is with Barcelona is because they they are they are so fucked and they needed the money to fall into this year's accounts um, because otherwise there'd just be a load of sanctions and so that's why they've um, Christian Perslow has been able to negotiate such a decent deal for them because it is it's incredible. Isn't that fucking genius on his part that? knowing their financial situation, knowing that they need to get this in in this financial year and playing fucking hardball with them mm-hmm. and getting such an, such an amazing deal. So the fact that you're getting in for cheap, cheaper probably allows you to break your wage structure if they, if they are doing, you know. Yeah, because Barcelona are, are looking at this in a good way because they've just got 17 million and cut 480,000 a week from from their yeah. wage bill like they needed that so their that books hugely look better. Mm-hmm. yeah and and yeah i think that's that's an amazing signing for clubs at that level um uh, that mid table level he's he's got to be like the best player in there i i could see villa pushing for europe next year with that lineup if nothing else falls apart over the summer well, no, cuz they're still going to sign like 3 4 5 more players in the summer yeah, everybody keeps saying that that they don't have infinite money. They have the Grealish money, which they have now spent. Like they're not going to just keep having a ton of money. No, they but Villa, the Villa are not a, a adverse to to spending money. Though. That's 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 all. That's all that's based on. Just that in the past, Villa have been quite happy to spend money they haven't necessarily got. That's that has been something they've done. So that's all that's based on, and they probably will again. Their owners are gotcha. billionaires that spend a fuckload of money. Um, speaking of spending fuckloads of money. And this is not ironic or sarcastic. Kylian Mbappe has agreed personal terms with Real Madrid ahead of possible quote unquote free transfer. Um, that does not mean that it's nope. free. Real Madrid is probably paying him about a billion dollars a week in salary. So that is cost to them. Um, this will get thrown around as the best free transfer of all time. It's like, no, bro, whatever they were going to spend on transfer fee, they're just giving him now. Um, but Mbappe to Real Madrid. That on the back of Holland to uh, not PSG. Manchester um, City. Man City. <laughs> Yep, that's the one. Uh, looks like the two biggest deals of the summer in terms of names jumping around have already happened, even though the summer hasn't even started yet. 
Uh, first of all, how are you feeling about Mbappe to Madrid? Is that a Benzema replacement? Is that a Benzema partner? Where are you kind of looking at that going into next season, if you have takes, either of you? That's a Benzema supplement, surely, because he's had an incredible season this year and last year and, you know, needs someone in the way that Barcelona needed someone to do more of the running for Messi, perhaps need a bit more of the running for Benzema just to make up for the age curve, although he is modifying his game massively. Um, I don't think Mbappe replaces him. I think they're two different players. But the fact that, you know... Mbappe, I think at the minute he's paid like 500 grand a week um, at PSG. And if he's going on a free transfer, yep. like you said, Oscar, free quotes, um, he he must be, it's going to be an increase on that. So this guy's going to be on like the, the type of money that we used to joke about uh, Carlos Tevez going to China and earning on a holiday like six, seven hundred thousand euros a week easily. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy money. Like, really crazy money. But he is, like, also fucking Kylian Mbappe. So, like, that makes sense. It's fair enough. Um, mm. Do you see Madrid being better? They're in the Champions League final this year already. Um, although they kind of burned their way to it to a certain extent. They Benzema their way to it, let's say that. Um, <laughs> Ian, do you think this is going to make them, like, favorites to go back in again? Are they going to push up to, like, the Man City-Liverpool level? Like, is, is Mbappe the key, the missing piece? Uh, he he's obviously it's not an amazing take to say he's an incredible player he's quite um, good but he, he's quite good yeah um but i just think and i don't i don't know maybe you can uh speak more to this oscar because i don't know whether i'm in the sort of england premier league bubble but i just feel like i feel like man city and 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 liverpool have such such depth of quality that I don't know whether you know just this signing is an, is enough to push him into the same echelon, and I, I might be talking nonsense in uh, you know a couple of weeks' time when the Champions League final's done. But I yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that this 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 alone does it. But then who knows what else will happen? You know. Fair enough. I think I agree with you. Um, I think that they have a lot more across up and down the field in terms of their age curve and the players that they have and the players that they don't have. Um, like, they're still running out Cruz and Modric as a midfield. That's an issue for them. Yeah. It's still working, yeah. though. It's still working. It, it, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. still working. Cruz, yeah. Modric, and, and Casemiro is still working as a midfield three. Yeah, you can get away with that in Spain, and you can get away with that to a certain extent in knockout competitions. Um, so who knows? Maybe that doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I mean, he's obviously a signing that makes him a lot better. I don't think he takes him to Liverpool Man City's level, but he probably makes them the third best team in the world, which will be fun because they're just going to destroy Barcelona who are like playing beefy boy as like their biggest, newest player. So underlying numbers for La Liga this year, um, Real Madrid are 12 points up, uh, on, on Barcelona, but their expected goal difference per game is 0.71 and 0.73. There's like zero oh, wow. difference between them. And considering Barcelona have been, uh, you know, as we've kind of joked about, in a massive rebuild and a dumpster fire and compared to, to what we know of them, uh, nowhere near at their best, like uh, Xavi is still getting a really decent tune out of that. And so if they can refresh um, and, and keep rebuilding that team, um, that could be interesting. In just a different way to Real do the same thing that they've always done and try and buy Galacticos and Barcelona bring up, try and bring through a lot more um, of their own academy players like Pedri, Ansu Fati, um, the other guy, Gavi, 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot of La Liga. La Liga chat. All right. Well, let's keep going. Um, Our next story, a big, big, massive congratulations are in order to Chelsea Football Club for winning the FA Cup to secure their league and cup double over the weekend. It was a glorious weekend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the women's team, thank you. We're not oh, talking about the yes. men's team. Um, because they did. They won the FA Cup final. It went to extra time, I believe. No, that's the I it don't did. know. No, I, it went to extra time. It was it, it was yes, two all. Okay. Yeah, they were they were one up, two one ahead, and then they got pegged back and then Sam Kerr did Sam Kerr things in extra time. <laughs> yep. We watched most of that and then I couldn't deal with a second FA Cup final being an extra time in a row. In two days. So I was like, I love the women's team, but I don't love the women's team as much as I do the men's. And I need to like emotionally just disengage from this situation. Fair enough. Um, Protect yourself. But they won. So that's great. Yay, Chelsea. Won the double. FA Cup. Done the double. Yeah. And third league in a row. So that women's team looking great. Keep it up. Uh, There was no other FA Cup games at all that happened. So we can go ahead and just move that. Um, No, I don't know. Chelsea lost. We did, did... we took Liverpool to penalties again, mm-hmm. lost to Liverpool, and penalties again. We played them four times this season. It was 2-2-1-1-0-0 and 0-0. Both of those 0-0s were 120 minutes. We have, like, taken it to Liverpool, and it has not fallen our way. We are now, what, five of the last six FA Cup finals have been the men's team, and we've lost four of those five, so not good times. Um, have at it, gentlemen. Chelsea lost in the FA Cup final. I'm assuming you want to... Make fun of me. Um, interesting that Jurgen Klopp has only beaten Thomas Tuchel on penalties in five attempts. That's quite interesting. Seems to have a, a counter for Liverpool. I don't really remember the game. Was it fun? No. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, okay. And I only cared about it because it was Liverpool. If it had been anyone else, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, we lost. Penalties suck, but losing to Liverpool sucked more. Yeah. I didn't um, like how Chelsea played either. It just felt a little bit, it felt very cagey to I th- me. I think it's I... the, it, look at that game and look at the uh, what happened and it's kind of indicative of A, having this game still within the season and B, shows the pressures of yeah. seasons of teams that I believe are going to finish on 61 and 62 games for the season at the yeah. highest level in all forms, be that in the Premier League, in the Champions League, in the Club World Cup Um and also, yeah, just playing against the best ones. The fact that you had Salah go off injured, Van Dijk go off injured, Robertson go off injured, Kovacic went off injured, um, and there were a few others. And so it just gradually just filtered down and down and down to the fact that you didn't get two Titans going at it for an actual cup, you know, because there's still thoughts of other things going on. You know, Liverpool tonight, as we record, they've made nine changes from that game to Southampton. Oh, it's a full second string. Yeah, yeah still absolutely. a bloody good, still a bloody good team. But are they winning? Know, by the way, are they up? It is one all at the minute. Um, one all, okay, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's kind of a shame. Like it makes sense why the FA Cup final is the last game. I don't get why it couldn't be pushed back. Um, I think if any team that's in a cup final should get at least a week off before just to make sure that there's at least enough fitness and to, to, you know, give everyone a fair chance at it. Yeah, but then that would conflict with the Champions League final. Yeah, so but, like, but it was always... Are you doing the FA Cup two weeks later? Yeah, but it was always the league ends, the weekend after the FA Cup final, and then the weekend after that was the Champions League final. Yeah. That's that what it's been to, every season, yeah. apart from this season. The FA Cup final, as as far as I can remember, has never happened whilst there's still league games to go on. Oh, so, all right. I guess I didn't notice that. 
Yeah, Carabao Cup is always, you know, the finals in what, February, February March time? Or whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly. it's, it's the League Cup, but the FA Cup is normally that it's the last game of the English calendar in total because every team plays it. So, yeah, I feel like we were robbed a bit of that. They they kept trying to hype it, you know, during saying, oh, it's such like it wasn't a great final. It wasn't. No, the League Cup final was the one to watch. That yeah. shit was crazy. That was great. This I one, mean, it was, it was also 0-0, but like, that was an exciting one. <laughs> to be fair, if we're going to talk about exciting football, yeah, there was a lot of exciting football in the league this year, but I, I kind of figure we've got one more news story to cover before we move on yes, to that. Yes, there is one more news story. Uh, I will do that. Um, this is just a message. I'm just going to read it. We don't need to particularly comment on it other than to say this is a great situation and a great thing and very, very brave thing. Um, but this is coming from a... Message from Jake Daniels of Blackpool FC. Uh, It's a bit of a long one. I'll try to get through it relatively quickly, but I do want to give him the entire message there. Uh, This season has been a fantastic one for me on the pitch. I've made my first team debut, scored 30 goals for the youth team, signed my first professional contract, and shared success with my teammates, going on a great run in the FA Youth Cup and lifting the Lancashire FA Pro Youth Cup. But off the pitch, I've been hiding the real me and who I really am. I've known my whole life that I am gay, and I am now feel ready to come out and be myself. It's a step into the unknown being one of the first footballers in this country to reveal my sexuality, but I've been inspired by Josh Cavallo, Matt Morton, and athletes from other sports like Tom Daly to have the courage and determination to drive change. In reaching this point, I've had some of the best support and advice from my family, my club, my agent, and Stonewall, who have all been incredibly proactive in putting my interests and welfare first. I've also confided in my teammates in the youth team here at Blackpool, and they too have embraced the news and supported my decision to open up and tell people. I've hated lying my whole life and feeling the need to change to fit in. I want to be a role model myself by doing this. There are people out there in the same space as me that may not feel comfortable revealing their sexuality. I just want to tell them that you don't have to change who you are, or how you should be just to fit in. You being you and being happy is what matters most. Jake. That is the statement of a 35-year-old man who's got his shit together, not a 17-year-old, you know, young young lad. It's, it's really uh, an impressive, uh, impressive, inspiring statement, I think, from someone so young who actively wants to take on being a role model. And, yeah, this, this hasn't happened since the early 90s when Justin Fashionu came out, and that was forced because he was about to be outed by uh, a tabloid newspaper. And this just feels like a much better situation from a lad who was is 17 and did not want to spend the rest of his life hiding who he was and looks like he's he's got the support of the club and the teammates. Let's just hope this can be the first of many because as we know just statistically there must be plenty more gay footballers in the Premier League in a, in every other league you know so let's just hope that more more people feel like they can do this now because the, the I mean the previous thing was always oh what's going to happen commercially and stuff and no no player's going to lose sponsorship over over this sort of thing now are they I mean surely we've moved on from that sort of scenario, I, I, I think if it, the, the simple fact is, sorry to cut you off there, Ian, but if a no. player came out as gay and lost sponsorship from one sponsor, there would be huge uh, recompense yeah. for that sponsor. And I'm sure that there would be 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 lining up to, to stand in solidarity exactly. and, and show 
what it is and it's it is really nice uh, off the back especially of there being Josh Cavallo uh, and sorry Morton was it I think you said is that the guy in MLS I think so yeah I don't I don't know off the top of my head Landon but that Donovan's was the name team, I think um, yeah. and so so now you know it, to have another person in this country and fuck me this kid's 17 and has the bravery to to come out and and something that is it's it's a huge turning point of his career and he's instantly come out and been like look you know what if i'm going to enjoy this i want to be able to enjoy this as me and that's mm. inspirational for me hugely and powerful and i there there may be other boys uh girls whomever in in the same in a similar situation um who who may come out to to do this and and with a sustained and, and and more often these kind of things coming out and and being shown as being part of the game that 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 then may improve the inclusivity and and the likelihood of, of people being comfortable and and people that aren't you know it, it's also on us to create an environment that is hospitable and 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 uh, help to promote that in in our own ally kind of way um by continuing to challenge those who are bigoted and those kind of things it was it was a real shame as was pointed out by some of our patreons um when when this story broke that when sky sports broke this on twitter that the comments had been switched off and things like that and so mm. you know it shows that, that that there's still work to do by all of us but fuck me jake that's in, incredible absolutely incredible um and and yeah really inspirational yeah man the kids are cool they're gonna do good change the world i'm about ready for us to get the fuck out of the way and let them take over because <laughs> yeah they're way better than us. Uh, shout out Gen Z. All right, so let's uh, let's get to the soccer then. Uh, and we had a spout of fixtures, a round of fixtures on Wednesday last week. Nothing of particular note, I guess. Uh, Chelsea beat Leeds 3-0. Uh, that's expected. Leeds are probably going down. Uh, Leicester beat Norwich. Who cares? Everton drew with Watford. They probably needed those points, but they're probably staying up anyway, so it probably doesn't matter. Uh, City beat Probably Wolves. the worst game in history. I will take your word for it. 0.3 to 1.2 on XG. So, um, Wolves lost to City 5-1. City, we're just always going to smash them. 3.1 to 0.5 on XG. So, a true and solid smackdown there. Um, City looking very likely for the title. But the big midweek fixture that I really want to get to, unless any of you have like are dying to get some takes out about those four games. No. Good. Is the North London Derby. Because... In the last five days, quite a bit has happened in the race for top four. And we'll start <laughs> off with this one. Tottenham 3, Arsenal 0. Tottenham 3.1 to Arsenal's 0.4. Antonio Conte, hell of a manager. Yes, indeedy. I mean, the the swing has been quite massive. If you look at 538 odds uh, from May the 11th, which was the day before, Arsenal were 80% for the mm-hmm, Champions League, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Tottenham being 20. Uh, today, you will find Tottenham are 96% and Ooh. Arsenal are 4. What a swing. The swing hath swung. Uh, Spurs just... Yeah, they, they smashed them in, in the first half and then just didn't have to do anything for the second half and it was great. And Son was really angry to be taken off because he really wanted to score many, 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 many goals against Arsenal who are kind of showing that they aren't necessarily the most experienced team. They're trying to do a bit too much on their own. Um, I mean, knock-on of that is that they lost to Newcastle yesterday, obviously, and uh, apparently Granit Xhaka said in a post-match interview, like, yeah, we didn't listen to the manager uh, for the first half. <laughs> it's like, oh, dear. So who needs a game plan? Yeah. Um, part of the story here is the red card. Arsenal fans were mildly angry, but they're angry about every red card on Twitter. 
Uh, any thoughts on the Rob Holding red card? It's nice to see that Arsenal, uh, the Arsenal defender DNA is still strong and okay. Rob Holding is really embracing tradition of just being You absolutely... might say it's holding on to tradition. Exactly. Um, uh, poor, just poor, mate. If you're going to rotate fouls, make sure you share it with someone else. Um, it's, you know, fuck's sake. Yeah, I. Uh, what is it with players and fucking mad red cards at the minute? They're all very tired, Ian. We're all so tired. <laughs> we're all tired, Oscar. You're absolutely we're, right. We're all so tired of everyone's I'm not, shit. I'm not. I'm not going out getting red cards. I'm not two footing people in the street. <laughs> no, but it's not even. It, we're not talking about inconsequential stuff either. Like you know, if some Leicester player at the minute went out and got a, a silly red or whatever, you'd go, oh, fair, fair enough. How many fucking reds are we getting from teams that are in races for relegation, races for top four? It's Everton, Leeds, Arsenal. I mean, like you say, Holding could have been booked three times before he got sent off. It was absolutely yeah. nuts for him. And, I'm, uh, you know, you, you mentioned sort of, you know, your Arsenal Twitter and all that. I thought... They were relatively restrained for them because it, it was <laughs> for them. Yeah, exactly the there. for them. Yeah, because it it's impossible not to look at that Rob Holding thing and go, well, it's definitely a yellow, and as I say, could have been his fourth. So, and what yeah. time was it in the game as well? It was about thirty third minute. That was his sixth thing on Sun, I swear. And they were, they were like all getting marginal when he was getting wound up, and like that was. I think the referee just did that perfectly. It's just like, yes, you, you wouldn't necessarily any of those challenges are straight red or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can have those proper gammon commentators where they go, oh, well, it's a soft, soft yellow or whatever. Well, that doesn't exist. There's a threshold. And once you're past that threshold, that is it. It is factual. It's like how, oh, yeah, well, you know, oh, it's a tight offside. Yeah, it's still offside in the eyes of the law. So it doesn't matter yeah. mm -hmm. um, that. He managed the situation because you saw a player that was out of control, that was targeting a person, had just repeated fouls, had been given a ton of opportunities. It doesn't matter if it's the first, the 30th, the 90th minute. He should have gone. I agree. But I do want to say that I don't know that the red card is the driving force here. I think our, that Arsenal no. are going to lose anyway. I think like part yeah. of why he was fouling so much that early is that they were just barely hanging on to Spurs who were just running them over. They were already up by one. Harry Kane had scored on a penalty kick. Um, I believe now Harry Kane is the top scoring person in the history of the North London Derby also after this game, if he wasn't already coming in. Um, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that the TV man said that at some point. But I, I think Spurs just had them anyway. They had their number. Like Arsenal were desperate to try to stop them from doing the things that they were doing and it wasn't really working. And that's exactly the kind of situation where yeah. you manifest a red card from a bunch of yellows. Like they were just like, we can't yeah. stop these guys. So we foul. I think that's exactly it. It's it's you, you can stop people by playing your own game well, and you can do what Arsenal did and try and stop them by literally just physically trying to stop them. And it, it it's not going to work in an Antonio Conte team um, because he is just fucking relentless and 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 are also very young. Like they're they're just not accomplished enough to to try and play that kind of game. Um, I don't think, and and it shows the fact that so early on they went down to ten, and then that was it. And, you know, especially half-time, right, try and do something, just tighten up, balance. Sun scored after about a minute, and that was it. Game absolutely done. Yep, and uh, we can probably tie in yesterday's result as well for Arsenal just to kind of put the, the dead rubber stamp on their season because they then went and turned around and lost to fucking Newcastle. 
2-0, 2 2.1 to 0.6 on XG, so another deserved loss to Newcastle. Uh, pretty much ending their season because, like Chuck said, they went from 80% to 4% over the course of five days. Rough, rough couple of days for Arsenal fans. Um, I don't have any particular takes on them to Newcastle. Like, they just were like, they're just done. Like, they just, there's no way they were going to come out and win that because they were just looking very Arsenal y of Arsenal. I thought it was going to be uh, under Newcastle win. I predicted 2 0 in Jeff's uh, prediction game. Um, it, it was just it was nailed on the XG was Newcastle 2.1 to Arsenal 0.6 yep they got done Newcastle at home last game of the season um, prepare yourselves for the sports washing of all sports washings in the summer um, enjoy all your your money Newcastle yeah yes. question is who though because Haaland and Mbappe are off the market so we'll see they were never they were never getting Haaland and Haaland and Mbappe I that think was you'd be surprised happening. how much people are willing to do for money I don't think especially Haaland. professional athletes I think he's. I, th- I think he does seem to be someone who has been different when it comes. He's got a plan about where he wants to go that has been gone through with, regardless of money so far. Um, but you, mm. yeah, I do. I do see your point that obviously the vast majority of people can be bought. Uh, I just, yeah, I think we're maybe a, a year away from the huge names, but we'll get there with Newcastle, won't we? All right, and we we uh we do see Arsenal playing Everton this weekend on the last day of the season. Uh, a match that could have been top four in relegation deciding until about five days ago, and now looking unlikely to matter for either, particularly because if I pull up the percentages, we already mentioned Arsenal's four percent, but Everton are also only eight percent, so kind of not an important match. So that's pretty much those two seasons done. Well, to- yeah, Tottenham only need to draw with Norwich now on the last yeah. day of the season. Yeah, I mean, come on. that's This is, and it feels like this was, well, no, it doesn't feel like it. This was Arsenal's doing. It was in their hands and they've managed to spurs it up. And that's, you know, that's not good from them. It's... They were they were pretty poor against Newcastle, and then the you know we have been up and down. Why are we still talking about Arsenal? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because I know that Adam's listening, and uh... yeah, I don't know. Adam might take this week off, man. He said he was I wouldn't want to. We'll he's not. He's really? not listening. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast if I was an Arsenal fan this week. Well, Arsenal fans clearly hate themselves, though. That's why they're Arsenal fans. Fair enough. Can we stop talking about Arsenal? Yeah, Adam, we love you. Hang in there. Um, (laughs) There's always next year, bud. Let's move on. I do appreciate the way you drive the pod on, Chuck. I must admit. (laughs) Just just stop talking about Arsenal. We said about four times we don't want to talk about... No one wants to hear about Arsenal. Arsenal are fucked. That's it. Job done. They've ruined everything. (laughs) Well, let's move on to someone who kind of may have sort of given a chance at ruining everything given today's matches. This is a stretch, but... Here we go. On Sunday at 9 a.m. slash 14 p.m. UK time, we had West Ham 2, Manchester City 2, uh, 1.3 to 2.5 on XG, so kind of a Burnleying. Probably 3-1 is the correct scoreline. So if you want to throw the jingle in there, Ian, go ahead. Better than they ought to be. week. City drop points, guys. We might points. Maybe if things happen, uh-huh. might have a, that, an option that at a creak? title race on the last day. 
It's the creak of the door. Slightly ajar. 85-15 currently on the percentages. Whoa! How close is that? I mean, Liverpool are now winning um, in the 76th minute as we record. People listening know exactly what's happening. Um, But West Ham being 2-0 up and uh, throwing it away. David Moyes should be disgraced, ashamed of himself. <laughs> what, a, what a strange take on this game. But yeah, yeah that's not the take I thought anyone would have. <laughs> yeah, this caught everyone by surprise. Huh? I think I was, was seeing on, uh, on BT Sports Score when they had them in the studio and just everyone was losing their mind going like, how is this anyone going to just understand what is happening? Um, and, and Jared West Bowen, Ham, he knew. Jared Bowen knew. He exactly knew. Made the most of City defenders all being injured and not knowing how to defend. And it being Fernandinho just sat there. He's 37. Do you feel Fernandinho is the closest analogue to you if you were a footballer? How old's Mark Noble? Uh, <laughs> Retiring finally, Oh, well, let's face it, actually, that's the real story here. Not, the, not the Premier League race uh, in terms of us. Uh, because Mark Noble had about 47 tributes during this game. I think he got a guard, he got standing ovations before the match. He got a standing uh, a guard of honour before the match. He then got applause on the 16th minute. He then got a big thing when he got subbed on for the last 15. He then had a parade around the pitch. Did Mark Noble cross the Stimson threshold for a lap of honour around the London Stadium? Because it's a big bloody lap. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah on the athletics track. Yeah, um, yeah. Pep gave him a little tug off in the uh, in the. Pardon? Uh... He did what now? Well, they 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 seem to hug. And, and I don't be, think that be... means what you think it means. No, I, I, I meant he wanked him off. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Cool. 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 Okay. The old because hand they, job. They, they, they came together and had a, had a little hug and it went on far too long and uh, no, one, no one knew what they were saying. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Now hugs are taking too long. Excessive hugging, excessive oh, celebrations. Ian, hater of joy, continues to reign in terror. Um, not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm happy for Mark Noble to have as, as much joy as he uh, likes. Apparently he's a very nice bloke and uh, Jesse Lingard likes him. 18 years and 549 appearances uh, for West Ham. Um, yeah, sensational. Good to cap off a career. I I've, I hope, I mean, because he got brought on obviously in this game and David Moyes said it wasn't a token thing, like you can still do the job. And, you know, I think that's fair enough because they didn't concede when he was on. Um, and I kind of want him to play again next week so that he gets 550 because I think 549, it just feels a bit too... Like, yeah, my brain can't nice. deal with that. Yeah, it, it, that I can't nice. deal with that. So, um, style icon Mark Noble... <laughs> We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye, except we knew ye far too well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to move on from that, because that was a nice little send-off there. Ian, unless you want to wax poetic about Mark Noble for another no, 10 minutes. Okay. That'll, be a pa- that'll be a Patreon special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Leeds drew with Brighton. Yay! Brighton, a shit. Yeah, now, because of that, though, uh, it is 54-38, so Burnley are very much backdragged into it. Um, because Leeds picked up points, and when you are that bad, you are not supposed just, to pick up points. <laughs> just. They just picked up points. A point. By, just. Uh, well, yeah, a point, yeah. By a bit of Jesus. uncommon skill from uh, What? What are you Jesus in at? Joe Gelhart. That oh that but, right, I mean, okay it, I thought you'd seen I thought you'd seen Sheffield United have scored and uh, Forrest are now drawing oh no yeah 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 that's going to extra time we don't like that but at least they get oh, extra geez. time at home maybe possibly oh poor Mark never mind that's literally going to be the opposite of what we wanted to happen um 
yeah, I Joe Gar- Gelhart's goal was so good. I forgot that it was against Brighton, and that was not an aspect of the joy I experienced from that goal. Um, oh well, it, it he, was only an assist. To be fair, it was Stroik who got the oh, goal. Oh, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, it was basically <laughs> his goal. The, he's like nineteen, yeah. twenty years old, first season in the Premier League, in a relegation fight in the ninety-second minute, gets the ball to the byline. Calm as you fucking like. Skill, flick it over the top of a player, run round, looping the header to the. Down. Lewis Dunk as well. Sits down fucking Lewis Dunk. I can add that to my compilation of Lewis Dunk lying on the fucking floor um, because he's just fucking terrible. And strike oh, like dear. that was amazing and exactly what they needed after the endless red cards uh, that they have been getting. Nice of them to finish the match with 11 players um, on the bench. Uh, on the pitch, sorry. And uh, yeah... Yeah, they they keep that dream alive. I mean, if Palace can beat Everton on Thursday, uh, Burnley can beat Villa. Um, fingers crossed, we can still get Everton down because I think that'd be great. <laughs> Everton play Arsenal on the last day. They're picking up all three points, man. Yeah, they're fucked. Oh, yeah, anti football that game. Absolutely fucked. Burnley have Newcastle. Leeds have Brentford. Nah. Mm. Leeds have Brentford. Brentford are kind of checked out. Well, you say that they did beat Everton in a chaotic chaotic match that was utterly bizarre uh two red cards in that one are we moving on to yeah, this let's move yeah. On. Yeah. Sure. yeah unless you want to say like i just noticed that lester scored five what um watford. No takes on watford. that no watford it's just watford there you go watford. okay uh palace palace one one chuck any words on palace one one uh against villa uh yeah. that was a really good game actually that was a one all. Both teams are kind of similarly matched, I think, for where they are. Um, big stuff has happened for both of them this year, and they both they're both kind of being cited a lot. Villa probably more so because of Coutinho and the chance of them spending more money uh, this summer than than Palace would. Um, but it's they're kind of two teams that I think are going to be very interesting um, for next year because I mean Villa. Villa finished 14th at the minute. Their stats have them about mid-table, so they've got a little bit to go. Um, and Palace uh, 13th at the minute, but by underlying numbers are the sixth best team um, in, in the league this year, which is just mad. So if some of that potential can start to be reached, that's going to be exciting. Um, and I think the same for Villa. I think it's very interesting. I think Gerrard's done a, done a very, very good job there um, to slowly kind of build it. Um, and they're still putting in the performances, even though they should be quote-unquote on the beach. But yeah, I think it was just a it was just an entertaining game, really. I think a, quite a fair result and something that you know you're always disappointed when your team doesn't win, but also you can look at it and go, yeah, a point. I would have taken a point before that and taken a point on balance of play. Let's go to Everton Brentford then. Uh, back to that one because apparently two red cards, three two Everton lost. What's going on here? I didn't pure absolute from the second it started, <laughs> utter cocaine football. Like I was, I was driving and and there's been some mad stuff. And if we're going to talk actually about stadium atmosphere, that the one thing I have noticed um, this year is that West Ham and Arsenal with doing better in their rebuilds, I've noticed they've actually had like a great atmosphere in their stadium when I'm watching games. Yeah. Um, something that I've always noticed on Arsenal matches that I would just watch them with the sound off because it was less annoying than there not being any sound in that stadium. Um, and then London stadium, we know how toxic that been. Um, but, I was driving to my parents basically from the kickoff of the Everton match. So I was listening to the first half on the radio 
and the fans were so fucking loud you could not hear the commentator he was yeah. like shouting they even paused at one point like six minutes in he went i'm just gonna stop for a second so you can listen to this and he stopped for about 20 seconds it was so fucking loud it was incredible and considering how bad again how bad everton have been how toxic that stadium has been they really, really got behind him and they, they desperately, desperately need it. And the problem is, I think that just the occasion got to him a bit. Maybe they were a bit unlucky. I mean, they went ahead, um, Richarlison uh, taking a shot and it coming off Calvert-Lewin's chest, apparently, and, and going in. Yeah. Also, the dubious goal panel was given. Um, <laughs> it did, but it was funny because it, it, um, Calvert-Lewin was in the referee's ear immediately going, my goal, my, my goal. goal, my goal. <laughs> um, yeah, But yeah. It was a game of incidents, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you've got the... Uh, you had, obviously, Everton's first sending off, which was the young lad... Um, Branthwaite. Uh, Branthwaite, yeah. And, um, you know, maybe if he's a few years older, he doesn't he doesn't get into that tangle with Tony there. But um, that came off the back of, literally seconds before, uh, Richarlison uh, getting his shirt practically pulled off him in the box. Yeah, it's pretty big. I'm surprised that something didn't get given for that. I was surprised. Carragher was trying to say um, on telly that, oh, we're six, one and a half dozen of the other in that. They're, they're both sort of at each other. It's like he practically pulls his shirt off his shoulder. I, mm. Anywhere else on the pitch, and that's a free kick. So it's a fucking penalty. I mean, testament to the quality of the material of the shirt that it didn't rip as well. <laughs> Quite, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know who makes Everton's kits, but they're clearly a fine manufacturer. Um, because go. the fact that that didn't rip. And it still yeah. held its shape. It went straight back to... I assume it was still wicking away sweat um, with some sort of excellent design. And, uh, Surely? Yeah. yeah. But, you so know. have you got a deal with someone, Chuck? Or? No variance, but I really want to just, just know what it... what it Yeah, what, what yeah, who makes okay. their shirts now. Um, Good. Um, so, yeah, you had that. that I, I think Everton definitely had a, had a reason to feel hard done to there. But then if, if play goes on, the red card is a red card. There's no, there's no messing about there. Um, you had, uh, oh, what was the Brentford player who was on a yellow card? He eventually got taken off, but then um, um, he got involved uh, with Be- um, Beg Mad Beg Sorensen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he possibly could have been booked for the uh, the, for the, penalty, the penalty for the Everton penalty. Kind of jumped up and yeah. It was, I I don't know. Maybe it was because it was two players that kind of fouled the Everton one. Yeah, and you're probably not going to book both in that. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Know. It was very iffy. Then <laughs> then we got Rondon. <laughs> then we got well. No, hang on, hang on. Because then we got Seamus Coleman own goal. Oh, yep. Of course, yeah. After yeah. Everton penalty, so we've had so so far we've had red card. Michael Keane's not even involved at this point. We've had red card. <laughs> we've had pen. Uh, we've had disputed non penalty. We've had actual penalty. Um, we've had it's two one. Everton are up two one at half time and go in, and then we get Coleman own goal, and then we get Salomon Rondon. <laughs> with- just a terrible, terrible challenge on the touchline. <laughs> to to quote the great need. Ian Stimson, would have used three feet if he had them. <laughs> just, just, but like, but like, and and he did one of those two-footed tackles where he didn't try and he ne- he didn't stand up and go, "I got the ball and made the judgment." <laughs> he he protested in no way. He walked very calmly over to the player, turned around to the ref, went, "Sorry," just walked. <laughs> Lampard didn't even say anything, just went, 
yeah, all right. And shook it and still shook his hand. Like, what the fuck gave, have you oh, done? Gave, yeah, gave him a high five. Yeah, yeah gave, gave him a high five. Uh, just that was funny, I guess. That's all we've got now. Vibes. Fuck and um, yeah, then they, they lost it 3-2. Um, the little, the poor little sausages. Like, that's hugely damaging for them. In in the in the in the running, like they already had issues with defenders, um, they've just picked up two red cards. Um, I think they had injuries as well, but I can't remember who it was to. Um, you know, the game against Palace is is a huge game for them. Um, you know, four days after that, and then they've got Arsenal. To be fair, like I don't know, they don't necessarily have to turn up much in there, but but this is there's there's still a chance, and it and it's still also about making you look as attractive as as possible to other people wanting to go there and get involved and fans and cuz if there's toxicity and just failure and only just getting out of it at the end of the season like that's going to filter over to next year if you if you finish the season like if you finish the season 17th by one point but you did it by winning your last 7 games there's yeah. in a row there's so much hope and so much positivity and that kind of stuff about it that then people can forgive you go and win the title it. the next year. Leicester, exactly. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but like, if you're doing what these clubs are doing, they're, they're all just stumbling over each other to get relegated. I mean, apart from Watford. But that's why they're down there, dude. Like, they're in the relegation scrap because they are teams that lose most games. They suck. Yeah. Like, that's literally... The top four race is a race. The top, the title race is a race, and the relegation race is just who's going to be the one person to pick up one point at some point, because otherwise they're all just going to keep losing out. Like that's how that goes. Um, and Everton should be better than that, but they're not, and so like that's how this went. It's an interesting point Chuck raises, though, because I think I think that's right. If if Everton uh, managed to be the ones who uh, survive. Uh, as you say, it's single figures percentage at the minute, so it's looking most likely that Everton will survive. If you're Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if you're Richarlison, you're still going to be angling for a move, aren't you? What you say is absolutely right. You're not going to be wanting to be with survival teams. You're wanting to be getting, uh, hopefully, playing European football. You're going to be looking at West Ham. That was going, what this season was meant to be. I mean, you know, they they got it pulled out from under them because they had with Ancelotti. This team isn't in this situation. That's just a fact. I, yeah. uh, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. And there was, off the back of last season, Everton were genuinely, people were thinking that they were going to be competing for Europe. Yeah, because a manager of that quality papers over the cracks of the, of, the, of the, you know, the whole club. Well, yeah, because Ancelotti just works with what he has and play, you know, he adapts his style. He's not like a, a Conte who's going to play one formation or a Pep who wants everyone to be a t- 10 or Klopp who's going to play 4-3-3 no matter what, you know what I mean? He works mm. to the strengths. It's it's why Benzema has, you know, his abilities have been high in this season. Mm-hmm. And and to, to just give a, an easy, lazy example. But then you bring in Rafa who you know what Rafa is about. He's not, especially in recent history, not been playing well at big clubs. He was doing things at Newcastle where he was grinding out stuff and even though he was well-loved, in the end was getting similar points per game to Steve Bruce, for fuck's sake. So it was a huge step down for them. Um, and, and then Lampard coming in like isn't someone... He's not a mid-season appointment. It just felt really weird anyway. And so, you know, all of those teams 
have managed to have a stay of execution at this point because all of them in recency have managed to put those short runs together of two, three decent enough results just to get them to this point where we're saying these clubs are on 34, 35, 36 points. You know, if if they hadn't had that, we'd be looking at the same, they'd probably be on the same points down there as, as Watford and Norwich and it would be done. So... I don't know. I think Leeds, Leeds and Everton losing their way massively like this is damaging. Burnley seem to just be kind of quietly trying to go about their business and and keep doing what they've always done and not go too gung ho and crazy. Uh, you they know, seem the most stable at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, but but you never know. Like the the Premier League scriptwriters are, are building up for a for a marvelous um, finale. Um, oh, I hope so. Everything's shit. in just... play. Everything's in play. Nothing's a hundred percent. Which is really exciting. Mm, well, top four is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. It's, 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 it's 100%, but just not in number. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's done. Um, I will I will respond to you both by saying that it's not all doom and gloom at Everton. There is some cause for mild, I don't know that hope is the right word, going into next season, but I guess less negativity. Let's say that. Um, and that is that by the underlying numbers, they're 13th, and that doesn't give them any solace being where they are in the actual table right now, but it is the most predictive thing for next season. You tell the kids who were crying in the stands that the underlying numbers are, are okay, Oscar. Yeah. Nah, fuck them. I don't like kids. Let them cry. Why would I want them to stop crying? Kids suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. We, uh, no, yeah, I mean, Gen they're Z's above Leicester, right? Kids like, suck. by their underlying numbers, they're slightly better than Leicester, and they're, like, only two table spots behind Villa by their underlying numbers. Like, that's not the worst garbage, trash, worst season ever. It's not a good season. They don't want to be 13th, which is where the underlying numbers have them. But if you can get a little bit better and perform to your mean, or regress to your mean, rather, or improve that mean, actually, even a little bit, (laughs) like, now you're looking at, like, a solidly mid-table team. These are just extra reasons why it would be funny if they went down. But they they won't accept it off the back of a season where they're pushing for, uh, they were meant to be quote unquote pushing for Europe. Yeah, it's in a, a bad season, season where where Liverpool still have the quadruple on the table. In the season where they're supposed to be moving to a brand new shiny lovely stadium that's getting built. Uh, well, I say move, yeah, it's getting built at the minute. You know, to then be like flirting with relegation and still in a possibility, and again for maximum chaos. You know, this is the route that I will go down. I want Everton to go down. I want, I want that to happen. I want to see that happen. You know, it was just chaos. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of teams that I'm excited to, if not get rid of this season, be looking to get rid of next season. Wolves, um, <laughs> lighting them up. Can we relegate like six next year? Oh, here he goes. He wants his Super League. He wants his Super no, no. League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know it. <laughs> There's always like at least five teams that deserve to go down because they're such shit. And then we get to keep a bunch of them. But then they become the sixth best team in the country by the underlying numbers, Oscar. So that's what it is. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. That's how you get one. By the way, um, do you think Vieira should be manager of the season? We, I didn't bring this up, but like the shortlist for those awards all came out. And Vieira made the manager of the year season list. Uh, yeah. Who was it? Vieira, Klopp, Pep, um, Thomas Frank... It will be whoever wins the league, basically. Um, I don't think Vieira has probably done enough to win it. I think on comparison with what the expectation would have been versus the actual, 
Um, I think probably Thomas Frank would be mine. Mm, I think I agree. Brentford performing excellently, getting, uh, what is it, your 46 points, being on a nearly zero expected goal difference per 90 mm-hmm. as a team, an analytics team, where clearly their an- a- a- analytics work because they're performing exactly to their numbers, um, you know, 47 goals off 46.7 XG um, and uh, 47.8 expected goals allowed versus 54 actual um but as a promoted side that's never been in the premier league before and a lot of these players have never been in the premier league before i think if they can keep hold of ericsson that's going to be huge for them mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. because obviously he was only on the six month contract and then they can they can look to kick on from there simply because like they've deserved to be there this year and that's especially when they've had their fits and spells where they they haven't been great but they're, they're finishing really really strong so they're kind of interesting um, and and the team like their their presence would be good. So I th- I think Thomas Frank really, but I do think Vieira has done an incredible job, a far 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 better job than any of us could have predicted. Yeah, hundred percent. I think fair enough. There you go. My vote would be for Vieira, but I can't really disagree with the Frank pick either. And I think you're right. It's just going to be Pep when City win the title. Liverpool one two one. Oh, so, did they? Last day of the season. Lovely stuff. Something to play for. Last day of the season. What about Forest? Any updates on Forest? It's gone to extra time. Oh boy. Okay. Well, yep. good luck. Oh boy. Good luck, the forest. Obviously, you'll know the result to this, Mark. Just know we were feeling your pain in real time. That's what we're yeah. saying. Exactly. Exactly. We're here for you. I guess what comes next? Ian, I, I think as you updated it, I think you get to, to introduce it. I'm not doing a jingle. Don't oh, fuck. come on. Get in with it. <laughs> Not a chance. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do no. It. You can keep I will going. not I'll record. I will not record pre- any more pre- of this episode pre- until pre- you sing pre- a jingle pre- for us, Ian. <laughs> oh, don't play the ending music. <laughs> Predict a league. Pre D I C T O R L E A G U E league. Um, Ian updated the predictor league. Um, I did not. Um, so that's probably you know, wrong. That's admin it might be wrong <laughs> who knows um we'll let's run through all of it you surely know by now it's game week 37 uh we have got running up the order we have quinn we have frida we have harry johnson we have jeff pedder jeff 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 bad jeff performance pedder. jeff poor performance speaking of poor performance johnny worthington and mark daffin we're up to 34 now then we have casper then we have at craven cottage cheese i like that as a, <laughs> as a twitter handle Love that. uh the Oscar Dalton, uh, then we have my better half Gina, we have Lynn Hammer, Eric Freeman, then Nate Whittam takes us up to 27 with Toby Hammond and at FPL Pup. Um, Harvey, then Adam the P, always cheating, um, with myself and Oscar on Nintendo 64 points. Hey, in, I'll take uh, it. Joint 20th. There we go, then we have Natasha Matthew Gold! Gold! He doesn't have. You, what? Where's. I wasn't faded up. Okay. There it is. Thank you. Just a little. Um, You'll change that in the edit, probably. Um, (laughs) Then we have Match Day 365 and FPL Man of God. Uh, Above there, we have Finley Stimson sitting in 15th. John OG, Tom of Townley, David Matteo, all on 58 points. Uh, Pad Full, Papa Dalton, a reigning champion, I believe, uh, (laughs) currently sat in 10th. Uh, eight points behind the lead uh, with FPL player and Andy <laughs> Penpraise. He is from Sutton, of course. Alex Sampson, Safira Gold. Oh, 
accidentally played the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you did that on purpose. Oscar's I really old hope you did that. No, I didn't. <laughs> Oscar's old winning music is above gold. There it is. Thank Sorry. you. You're lucky I didn't play Crime Watch. <laughs> Then we have FPL facts, not fiction. Sam Van Damwell, Black Betty Bambalambi, uh, with Ian Stimson in joint third. Third. Uh, Go on, Ian. Second place, Jimmy. 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 Just Jimmy. See you, Jimmy. See you, Jimmy, in second. And top of the pops is one Ruben Byman on 48 points but it is still very much all to play for and who knows ian might have not updated it correctly so the winner <laughs> will get possible. a 50 pound uh 50 quid that will be verified by a third party administrator before it, yeah we uh, have got through. camelot coming in for that yes, exactly, um yeah. Anyway, speaking of adjudication, we have reached the best part of the pod. Ian, cue the music. It's bluff time. It's bluff time. Gonna do the bluff. Make some picks. There's some questions. Make your bets. How many can you name? Are you gonna name them? One, two, seven. Probably seven. Uh, welcome. To the bluffer, I've brought it back because it's the quickest and easiest one to do at short notice. <laughs> we currently find ourselves for the season standings on 10-9 with Ian in the lead and uh, 19 out of 37. That's not too bad, really. Our attendance is poor. Um, <laughs> you know the rules by now. I'm going to give them a category, tell them how many there are in that category, and they're going to bid to see who can name them. Now, Oscar... You are obviously the person who is challenging very hard, making the late season push, so I'm going to allow you to go first. This is going to be a best of five, first to three situation. Um, so we're going to start with a football one. Um, I'm going to need you. I have uh, in front of me the top scorers so far, not including today's game, for each team this season. Oh, jeez. Um, so there are 20, but one team... I'll give you that team as well. I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling nice. So there are 21 players because Brighton have two players tied as their top scorer. Um, so this is out of 21. Can you name me the current highest goal scorers for each Premier League team on Premier League goals? Uh, let's go with seven. My standard bid. Standard bid of seven. We're beginning with seven. Ian? Mm. Okay, I... Haven't got eight written down yet, but I will go with eight to uh, keep the bidding Standard going. approach. Oscar starts with seven. Ian overbids. Uh, I'll <laughs> go to 11. 11. 11. 11. Put the time pressure on there, Ian. 11. Shit. Have I got that in me? I don't think I have. Um, okay. I'm going to. Yeah, no, you're going to have to do 11. Yeah. Wow. I thought for sure Mr. FPL over here knows all the everything of everything. I don't trust myself yeah. on on when we get down to like the lower play uh, lower teams where you just wouldn't have those players anyway. I just yeah, I don't trust myself. I mean, definitely outside the top six, I'm just going with like the one person that I know on the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean? well, that, but that but that'll probably but that work. Might work. But yeah, I that might work. not be a bad tactic. Yeah, okay, uh, eleven exactly. then. Um, well, obviously, I'll start with Chelsea. That's Mason Mount. Ding, correct. That is Mason Mount on eleven goals. Spurs is Son. Because he's on 21, 22, something like that. You don't get bonus points, but correct. You is Hummin Sun, and it is 21 goals. Excellent. Uh, Mo Salah. Ding. Current Golden Boot incumbent on 22. 
Yep. Um, he who shall not be named. Correct. Four. Saka. Ding. Correct. Bukayo oh, Saka. Nice. Five. Well uh, so you've got one more of the top six to go. Yeah. Uh, before you're pissing in the wind, buddy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Who's at City? Who would it be? Oh, City's a tough one because they spread their goals they around. They spread them out. Yeah. I want to go... They talked about him on Double Pivot having a particularly good output of a season, so I'm going to go with KDB. Nice. Ding. Correct. He's on 15. I believe for XG, he's the highest overperformer this season, and obviously it helps that he just banged four in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. His highest ever scoring season, that is six. So there's your top six. Now on to your next tactic of naming the biggest player from each club. <laughs> yep, let's go with Norwich. There's only one person who scores there, and that's Timo Puki. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Gifts and all. The Puki party is nearly <laughs> over, guys. Uh, that is seven. Uh, Jamie Vardy for Leicester. He's their only good one. Ding. Correct. That mm. takes you to eight. And I think Vardy's only been recently as well. Oh, oh okay. Got lucky on mm. that. Uh, aforementioned Richarlison. Always doing the goals. Ding, nine and nine goals for nice. him. This is good. Two more to name. Uh, the only player I know at Brentford who isn't Christian Eriksen, Pasha's own Ivan Tony. Yes, beautiful. Ding, correct. Ten, he is on 12 goals for the season. Just one more to name, mate. One more. One Ooh, more. I think I know who it would be at Wolves because they don't score anything ever anyway also. But I'm going to go for Palace. I'm going to go for Palace because I love Palace. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. Um... <laughs> And I want to see if I guessed this correct. So I'm putting it on the line here because I'm not confident of this answer. But I'm going to say it's Zaha. Ding! Oh, Get nice. in. A point. Get in. Nice. Uh, and was Wolves Jimenez? Because that's also the only player I know. <laughs> Wolves was Raul Jimenez. There you go. Uh, he- <laughs> On, on a mighty six goals. <laughs> Fucking get rid of them. Uh, Zaha, yes, having his highest output ever Very good. Uh, in the league for goals is 13. Obviously, That was Conor surprisingly easy considering I don't know any players. Well, it is. I mean, if we go, I'll go through the rest of them. Um, Aston Villa is Ollie Watkins. Brighton had Leandro Trossard and Neil Morpé on eight. Burnley is Maxwell Cornet. Leeds is Rafinha. Uh, we then go down to Newcastle. Callum Wilson, even though he hasn't played for God knows how long, uh, is on six. Uh, James Ward-Prowse yeah. for Southampton on nine. Watford is Emmanuel Dennis. And West Ham is Jared Bowen on 12. Uh, so Jared Dane. Bowen, really? Jay Bone himself, yeah. Oh, I was going to guess Antonio. I'm glad I didn't go for West Ham. Yeah, Antonio has scored like one goal in the last was, 34 games. Yeah, it was game brilliant week. with the first eight game weeks and then just fell off, yeah. Boo! Uh, yeah, he went from that. So that is one up to Oscar. Ian, yes. you get the next one, which is also a football one. There are 11 answers to this question, uh, and I will... For Oscar's benefit, do some caveats after. Um, <laughs> I have made it that this year, 11 managers have either been sacked or announced they are retiring this year. I have not included interim managers. Um, so, for example... No, you're not interiming. No, I'm not interiming. Um, not anymore, anyway. Just <laughs> leaves a sour taste. Um, it's So, I've not included... Mike Jackson, for example, who is currently at Burnley, chances are he's not going to be there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're preempting his sacking. He's not. He's not staying. Um, also, whatever. <laughs> Before I make too many jokes and give it away, anyway. So eleven. I'm surprised it was this low. Actually, eleven managers who have either lost their jobs or are retiring this year from the Premier League. How many could you name? Uh, I will go five. Five. We'll be starting with 
five. Hmm. I'll go six. Eight. Go on. Powerful. Okay. Six, seven, bang, eight. Have you written any of these down? Yeah, that's why I went straight up to eight, because I'd actually written eight for once. So here we go. Oh, Ooh. fuck. All right, well, there you go. Uh, here we go. Steve Bruce. Ding, Steve Bruce. Nuno. Nuno, Super Nintendo Santo. <laughs> uh, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, ding, yes, that is three. Benitez. Ding, four, Rafa Benitez. Hodgson. Ding, five, Hodgson. Uh, Bielsa. Ding, six, Marcelo Bielsa. Deich. Ding, seven, Sean Deich. And Solskjaer. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Ding, big point to Ian. Uh, Very it nicely you- done, Mr Simpson. I'm happy Surprised it took you to number six to mention a Watford manager. <laughs> um, the only ones of you were missing one, were... There's another two. Um, there's Claudio, oh God, there is Claudio two. Ranieri. <laughs> you missed Claudio Ranieri. Uh, you missed Ridiculous. Daniel Farker. And you missed Cisco Munoz because he's gone, 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 gone. Finally get to make a Cisco joke that he's Very ever nice. winning. Uh, one each. Good. Oscar, to you, uh, really simple. There are 10 answers to this category. I need you to give me the 10 events of the decathlon, the Olympic decathlon. Oh, um, I need time to think, so I'm going to start with three. <laughs> three. I need to try and think of that that Dady Thompson game that used to be. <laughs> Often called the greatest athlete in the world. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, okay, I will go. I feel like you should get ten medals for the decathlon if you win it. The, the winner gets ten gold medals. <laughs> The second gets ten silver medals, and they have to have them all on their neck. <laughs> <laughs> the following year, they compete as well. They have to be wearing all of them. Uh, I will go five. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, I'll go five, and I'm gonna tell you that's as far as I'm going. So, Oscar, if you want, the- all right, I'll go six. I can take it at six, easy. Oh, okay, go on then. Pole vault, ding. High jump, long jump, ding, ding. Javelin. Discus, Ding. shot put. Ding. Oh, God. Six. Done. And then a bunch of the running ones. Didn't even didn't even make it to the track. Didn't need to. Uh, yep, correct. 100 metres, 400 metres. I don't know meters. all the distances. I can go 100 and 400, and then I don't know the other two. One, four, 110 hurdles and 1,500 metres. Ding, 110 ding, hurdles. Ding, ding, ding. Two, one, Ian Stimson to go to bid. Uh, there are 17 countries... To begin with the letter C. C for Charlie, for me, and the NATO phonetic alphabet. How many of those can you name? I pulled this from worldometers.com, and uh, they need to be a member of the United Nations in their own right, of course. And one of them is written the other way from what is normally written, which makes it an answer, even though it might not be an answer if you said it in our language. Oh, God. I've got no idea what... I know exactly what I've you're talking no about, I've got no idea what you're talking about. That's brilliant. Oscar straight away goes, yeah, I know what you're on about. I've got no idea what you're on about. Oh, in fact, there's two of them. Two of them. Okay. Uh, I will go... Uh, you said 17. God. Uh, I... I have 17 here, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was about to show. I was about to show you the list. Never mind. <laughs> Feel free. Feel free. I don't mind. Nearly, nearly uh, turned around. I will go seven. I'll go eight. He's so good at these ones. He's so good at these ones. I'm not good at soccer stuff. Give me all of the other stuff. That's why I'm surprised Ian let you go for the for the top scorers, to be honest. I'm very surprised in that. Yeah, but, I just you know, didn't back myself. Here we that. are where we are. 
No, you really didn't. Uh, nine. I got ten. Ten out of seventeen. <sighs> I know. He, I know he's going to have them. That's the annoying thing. Eleven. Go for eleven. I want to see if you can do it. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go 13 there. I really thought that was on. But... I, I think I can go more, but I just want to give you in a shot. Uh, Cuba. Ding. Cuba. Uh, Canada. Ding. Canada. China. Ding. China. Three. Chile. Uh, I'm, I'm quite warm, thanks. <laughs> hey uh, Four. Ding. Uh, Czech Republic. Ding. Or Czechia. Uh, Costa Rica. Check yourself. Ding six. <laughs> you are. Uh, what is your strategy here? Like, are you going just saying them? No, I'm, I'm countries going in that the begin order, with C, Oscar. In the, in the order I wrote them is what. Oh, I'm going. okay, okay. Uh, so there is no. Strategy. Don't disrupt the man's flow. I haven't done them in. It takes him a long time to get up a flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Croatia. Croatia. Ding. Uh, Cambodia. Ding eight. Chad. Yay. Ding nine. My favorite <laughs> no, one. You don't. You don't <laughs> uh, Colombia. The frat boy of countries. Ding I think I've got ten. Him. Cameroon. Cameroon. Ding. Home of Roger Miller. Yes, indeed he do. Eleven. We take it to the final one. Uh, you could have also had Cape Verde or Cabo Verde in uh, Cote Portuguese, I believe that is. Cote d'Ivoire is the one that is in French, that is in their language, but not in our oh. language. Uh, Congo. Just Congo. Right. Uh, not. The Democratic, Democratic Republic, Republic of, of <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> Central African Republic, Cyprus, and Comoros. 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 Oh, anyway, sorry. There we go. So, yeah. two apiece, Cypress Hill. Oof. Reckon I could anyway. have done 15 of those, which is frustrating, but I did say that I wanted Ian to have it. So. And this last one might swing in Ian's favour um, in honour of Eurovision, Eurovision just happening, <gasps> um, and also the fact that they are about to do this weird holographic stage show where they're there, but they're not really there, and they're going to charge you a fuckload of money to see it. ABBA! ABBA, I have pulled from the official charts company, ABBA's official top 20 biggest songs. I believe this is sorted by peak in the album charts. Top 20, uh, the lowest is 33, uh, all the way up to all of their number ones in this country, which I think that's nine in this country. Hmm, Very good. How many of those 20 can you name? Effectively, how many ABBA songs do you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, And it's Oscar first. Oscar first. This Go is in a, with yeah. seven. Solid seven. Seven. A solid um, seven. Eight. Nine. My dad's a big ABBA fan, and Emily makes me watch those movies often. So Those movies. I do, I do know ABBA. I've seen a, a musical based off ABBA. Those, those, yes. I was about to name it, but then realized. <laughs> Not that it matters, because <laughs> you, both, you both know what it is. Uh, ten. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. For fuck's sake, man. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Oh, Ian, I don't think you can name twelve. <laughs> Did you hear the doubt in my voice, though? Oscar. I can, yeah. There is a big Abba Alan Partridge connection yeah, as well. Yeah, there is. This is something oh, you just there need is. to factor in. Okay, I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Okay. I'll go twelve. You go twelve. I've got 12 written down. Um, Ian, if you win this, you win, I believe, for the whole season, unless decides that, unless Chuck decides that the next week is worth three points. I've only got 12 written down. Um, I can't think of another one. 
And that's just, yeah, no, go on, do 12, because otherwise I'm just, it's going to be terrible podcasting when we're just trying to remember a 13th. So, yeah, go 12. Oh, I don't know that I have 12. So you might, Ian, cue your music <laughs> up, because you might just win for the season right here. Um, I was bluffing, as the name implies, for Bluffer. So, uh, Dancing Queen. Ding, one. Fernando. Ding, two. Mamma Mia. Ding, here we go again. Waterloo. Ding, four. Uh, take a chance on me. That's the like the best one, I think. Five. <laughs> um, money, money, money. Six. Uh, Chiquita, Chica, Chica. <laughs> Ian. Chiquita. Ian, I'll give Chiquitita. you ruling. Chiquitita. <laughs> do I? Okay. Do you want me to say it in Spanish? Chiquitita. Thank you. Yeah, that'll do. That'll get him over the line. He got, <laughs> he got me over the line. Ding. <laughs> seven. Um, did I say gimme, gimme, gimme yet? No, you did not. You said money, money, money. The other three word ones. <laughs> okay, good. Lay all your love on me. Ding oh, wow. nine. Another banger. Oh, I Fucking did not have one. that. Yeah, Fuck. they've got some great songs. Really um, but I'm hitting my... How many more do I need? Three. Three more. Okay. Yeah. And I can totally remember which ones you've said. <laughs> oh, God. It, that's your job, not mine. Um, does your mother anyway. know? Love that song. <laughs> Ding ten. Uh, did I do the French one yet? Voulez-vous? Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> Eleven. See, I'm freezing now. I'm no. Freezing now. Um, I wish that I knew. No, that's not one. The answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm knowing some songs. I'm knowing Chuck. So close. I'm knowing Ian. Oh, I see. He's doing a setup. I'm knowing <laughs> me, and I'm knowing you. Is that on there? Please tell me that makes the top 20. Aha! <laughs> Play the music! It's up to you. Wait, that's not Abba. Hey. <laughs> Add an Abba song in, in the edit or something. Let's go. Ties it up. I can't exactly... Yeah. Good. That means I don't have to put any shenanigans, although next week will be a bumper quiz medley of uh, pretty much all the types of quiz that we've done. So it's going to be a long one, maybe, unless it doesn't make the edit. we're going to open the golden envelope with our predictions as well. Yes, of course. Um, But please allow me to do Abba the respect of of reading out the songs. Sorry, Abba. Please, before we jump the gun and don't even dare to play the music over it. Uh, of course, I can't remember which ones you, you didn't say, but basically it's every ABBA song you've heard of. Dancing Queen, Super Trooper, Know Me, Knowing You, Take a Chance on Me, Fernando, The Winner Takes It All, Mamma Mia, The Name of the Game, Chikatita, also would have accepted Chicken Tika, Gimme, 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 Waterloo, I Have a Dream, Angel Eyes, Slash Voulez-Vous, Does Your Mother Know, One of Us, Money, 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 Lay All Your Love on Me, Summer Night City, SOS, and so I say thank you for the music. Fuck the me, songs Abra I'm singing. Abba really fucking Abra good. Great. It's going to be an Abba kind of night, I think. There's still fixtures to come in the week. Obviously, our Thursday games to round off game week 37. Everton Palace, Villa Burnley, Chelsea, Leicester. Oscar's favourite team to play against. And then it's the end. We have come to the end. Um, when the... I don't want to talk... Um, I, I really wish I knew the words to that song then that would have been a really good way to do the intro never mind uh, but the winner will take it all to tie it up beautifully with ABBA um, we have Arsenal versus Everton Brentford Leeds Brighton West Ham Burnley Newcastle Chelsea Watford Palace versus Man United fucking three points nailed Leicester Southampton Liverpool Wolves Manchester City Aston Villa 
and Norwich versus Spurs. Will it be red or will it be sky blue? Um, I think, Oscar, you're probably going to go with Man City winning the league. I think so, yeah. Ian? What are you asking? Who, what? Sorry, I, I was watching Forest Sheffield. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> Just play the fucking music. <laughs> Ian, who's going to win the title? Who's going to win the title? Uh, pop- City, probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I, I'm, I'm going to say I was Liverpool. I'm watching some football. It's exciting. I'm going to say Liverpool. I'm going to say Liverpool just to, to make it controversial. And then they're going to win the Champions League. Um, say goodbye, Ian. Are you Uh-oh. paying attention? Thank you. Say goodbye, Oscar. Mamma mia. And bye bye to all of our producers Nate, Johnny, Mark, Jeff, Sam, and Andy. Handy, Andy, Andy Pempreys from Sutton. Goodbye.